Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadu al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We've reached hadith number 74. So this is in the chapter on certitude and tawakkul, trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the very first hadith that Imam al mentions is narrated by Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. May Allah be pleased with him and his father. قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم He said that the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said أُرِدَتْ عَلَيَّ الْأُمَمْ The nations of the past were shown to me فَرَأَيْتُ النَّبِيَ وَمَعَهُ أَرْرُحَيْتُ And I saw a prophet with a small group of people وَالنَّبِيَ وَمَعَهُ أَرْرَجُلُ وَرَجُلَانِ A prophet with one or two followers وَالنَّبِيَ لَيْسَ مَعَهُ أَحَدْ And a prophet with no one at all. إِذْ رُفِعَ لِي سَوَادٌ عَظِيمٌ فَظَلَنْتُ أَنَّهُمْ أُمَّتِي Then a huge mass of people were raised before me. I thought that they were my ummah. فَقِيلَ لِي It was said to me, هَذَا مُوسَى وَقَوْمُ This is Moses and his people. لَكَنْ انْظُرَ الْأُفَقْ Now look towards the horizon. When I looked, I saw a huge mass of people. And it was said to me, Now look towards the other horizon. When I looked, I saw a huge mass of people. It was said to me, This is your ummah. وَمَعْهُمْ سَبْعُونَ أَلْفًا يَدْخُلُونَ الْجَنَّةَ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابُ وَلَا عَذَابُ With them are 70,000 people who will enter into paradise without any reckoning or punishment. ثُمَّ نَحَدَ فَدَخَلَ مَنْزِلَهُ فَخَادَ النَّاسِ فِي أُولَيْكَ الَّذِينَ يَدْخُلُونَ الْجَنَّةَ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابُ وَلَا عَذَابُ Then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood up and entered his house and people began discussing about those who would enter paradise without any reckoning or punishment. وَقَالَ بَعْضَهُمْ So some of them said, فَلَعَلَّهُمُ الَّذِينَ صَاحِبُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم That maybe they are those that were the companions of the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم. وَقَالَ بَعْضَهُمْ Some of them said, فَلَعَلَّهُمْ الَّذِينَ وُلِدُوا فِي الْإِسْلَامِ فَلَمْ يُشْرِكُوا بِاللَّهِ شَيْئًا Perhaps that they are those who were born into Islam and never associated partners with Allah. فَذَكْرُوا أَشَاءً And they mentioned other Possibilities. فَخَرَجَ عَلِهِمْ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فَقَالَ Then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came out to them and asked, What are you discussing? مَا الَّذِي تَخُودُونَ فِيهِ فَأَخْبَرُهُ فَقَالَ They then told him, but then he said, هُمُ الَّذِينَ He said, Who are these people? هُمُ الَّذِينَ لَا يَرْقُونَ وَلَا يَسْتَرْقُونَ They are people who do not do ruqya for other people, nor ask for it. And we'll talk about what that means. وَلَا يَتَطَيَّرُونَ 
They don't take bad omens. And upon their Lord, they place their trust. So he stands up, this blessed Sahabi, Urkasha. That, O Master of God, that pray to Allah that He makes me from them. The Prophet said, You're from them. Then another man stood up and said, That ask Allah that I be from them. And he said that, that beat you to it. He preceded you to it. This is related by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. So there are so many different uh, meanings to this blessed hadith. And it starts off by mentioning all of the various prophets. Uh, the scholars in the books of Aqidah mention that there were 124,000 prophets. And then in the end we say Allahu Anam because there actually might have been more. Um, so think about that, 124,000 prophets or more, and how long human beings have been existing on earth. And so there's no doubt in these lands in which we live, whether it be North America or South America, there were prophets all throughout these lands. All people were sent prophets. There could be prophets buried just outside and we don't even realize. All people were sent prophets, 124,000. That's a lot of prophets. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them to that all people throughout the world. And this was for the fakir, one of the greatest things that made me become Muslim. Was recognizing that Muslims believe in all prophets. No other religion on the face of this earth has that in their religion. Where they have an understanding of human history of all being sent prophets. Now obviously in their original form the religions did. But in their distorted form, they don't. And if you ask people from other religions to try to explain that prophets from outside of what's in their scriptures or what remains in their scriptures, they don't have an ability to do it. This is why when that people came to this country, they even questioned whether or not the Native Americans had arwah, spirits or not. A Muslim would never do that. That all people were sent prophets. The Native Americans were sent prophets. People in South America were sent prophets. People in Papua New Guinea were sent prophets. All throughout Africa, people were sent prophets. All throughout what, Danny, Eurasia, people were sent prophets, and so forth and so on. All people were sent prophets. And then the key was, is that, did their people follow them or not? That's a different story. But all people were sent prophets. And if you look at prophetic history, the Prophet says something, so the Prophet didn't tell us everything. But he was shown the previous nations, the thousands upon thousands of prophets. Then he's just speaking about some of what he saw. So I saw a prophet, and this word in Arabic indicates a number less than 10. So it could be here, and it's in the diminutive form, 3 or 7 or hakada, uh, that he saw some of them had less than 10. And then he saw, I saw a prophet, and there would be with him one man or two men. And then there would be a prophet that didn't have anyone. Meaning there's prophets, subhanAllah, that might not have even had anyone from their people believe in them, or there could be another meaning to that. He said, and then I saw a huge mass. And I thought that that was my ummah, and it was said to me, that is the 
ummah of the Prophet Moses He said, then I saw, and what we learned from this is that not just on one side of the horizon, filling the horizons, another mass. And this was said to me that this is your ummah. And then on top of all of that, it was said to the Prophet and among them, this incredible mass of people, because our Prophet is the only universal Prophet, that Jesus was a Prophet sent to Bani Israel. It was Paul who universalized the message. He wasn't meant to be a universal Prophet. That the Prophet Muhammad is the only universal Prophet who was sent to all humankind for all times, from his time until the end of time, and then it was said to him, and look at the bounty of Allah. And among them are 70,000 that enter into Jannah without any reckoning, and without any punishment whatsoever. And then we learn in another narration that for each one of those 70,000, there is an additional 70,000. So what blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so you can imagine the Prophet is telling the companions this, what he witnessed and what he saw. And then the companions amongst themselves, because they take the words of the Prophet very seriously. And this shows us that this is what we should do when we hear that things that are of importance, we should talk about them, we should discuss them with our brothers. These are the type of things that we should spend our time doing. So they started talking amongst themselves. Who are these blessed people that the Prophet ﷺ is referring to? And some of them say that maybe they are those that had suhbah, that took the companionship and were considered his companions. ﷺ. Others said maybe they are those that were born into Islam and never had previously associated partners with Allah. And they had other things that they talked about and other possibilities that they discussed. And then the Prophet ﷺ came back and he asked them what it is that they were speaking about. And they told him. And then the Prophet ﷺ clarified who these people were. And essentially what our Prophet pointed to, and this is why it's mentioned in the chapter on Tawakkul, they are the people that completely placed their trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet specifically that spoke about yarqun wa yastarqun. And this is one way to go about seeking a shifa, is what's called ruqya. So that the fatiha is a cure. Is that if you read the fatiha on yourself, it will cure you. And there are people that, well, for instance, that read on other people. So either reading on someone else, having someone else read upon you. And then a ruqya is permissible too, that write verses of the Quran or names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or blessed words of the Prophet such that it will be a means of healing. But here, what our Prophet is indicating, there is a group of people that have such a degree of trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they are content with the divine decree. And they're not taking means that other people take because of their complete contentment with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent their way by way of tribulation. And so this is obviously then a higher degree of certitude, a higher degree of faith, a higher degree of belief in Allah and trust in Him, in submission to the divine decree. And so as a result is that 
they don't actively seek to remove what has afflicted them. And this is why they mention uh, about Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq when he was ill and they said, should we not bring you a doctor? And he said, is that the doctor is the one who made me sick in the first place. In other words, that he saw everything being from Allah and he was in a state of submission and complete contentment with what came his way. And then, they don't take bad omens. So in in the Jahili period, is that one of the things is that the, the Arab used to do is when they wanted to make a decision, they would run towards a flock of birds. And if they flew to the left, they would abandon that decision and not do it. And if they flew to the right, they would go through with it, taking bad omens. So we have stuff like that in our culture, like if a black cat crosses your path, don't walk under a ladder inside, don't open an umbrella indoors. All of that is superstition, right? Open an umbrella indoors if you need to. That, I mean, if it's not safe to walk under a ladder, don't walk under the ladder, but not out of superstition. And that sometimes, I remember back in the day before I became Muslim, that you have a good basketball game and you knew that you wore a certain pair of shoes and you had a certain routine. And so you think that if you repeat that routine that you're going to have the same results. But then the next game is not like that game. So you realize there's something else going on. It's not just about the routine. So we develop superstitions. You can have a routine, but it shouldn't be based upon superstitions. And so we eliminate all superstitions and we only place our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so that... This is the next trait. We don't take any bad omens. So even if we feel that we need, if we feel we need to do something and it's a rainy day or something gets postponed, or we don't take a bad omen. We go through with that. Regardless, placing our trust in Allah. But key, the key is, They place their trust in Allah. So this blessed Sahabi Arkasha stands up and this is how they were. They wanted to be from those but the Prophet mentions Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he says that make dua to Allah that I'm from them. And then look at this Bishara. Who is the Rasul? That he can tell them, Anta minhum. The Prophet doesn't speak from his caprice. He is telling him that you are from these people with Allah. This teaches us who our Prophet was, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who he is. And when he says something, what are the implications of that? in relation to the reality of the affair, in this case, with this particular individual, with Allah, Jalla Jalalu. And then someone else stood up and he said, Sabakaka biha Urkasha. He said, Urkasha preceded you and he beat you to it. So there's so much that we can learn from this. May Allah Ta'ala bless us to implement its meanings and bless us to be from the people who place our trust in him in all of our different states. Ya Arham Rahmin. صلى الله عليه وسلم محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعفو على ابي طالب Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion and service by providing full-time, part-time online and community programs. For more information please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.